La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding ding dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Bonjour Rugby Friends and welcome to a new edition of the French Rugby Connection podcast with moi, Véronique Lindieu, your host, and Bill Hooper. Bonsoir. Bonsoir Bill. Oh, what a weekend. Quel cauchemar, mon Dieu. The match against Italy in Lille. It was very frustrating again, wasn't it? Early in the game, I thought France looked better. Uh, they started to play with the rhythm, but it didn't last for very long, did it? Fair play to Italy as well, because Italy defended very, very well in that game. They put in an awful lot of tackles. And France couldn't find a way through, apart from the try from Charles Yvon in the first half. Or, crucially, they took wrong options. There was a couple of clear overlaps, but they chose to cut back inside. And it seemed to me that As when it didn't work out for France, players' shoulders begin to, began to droop. Well, Buddy was under the belief that France had a chance to dust themselves off after the loss against Ireland, after the nearly win against Scotland at Murrayfield. But it was a veritable cauchemar. So... We had a, 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 conversa a, a conversation before this recording, so there are a few elements that we could examine. The Les Bleus, looks, some of them look very, very tired, but one element which uh, we cannot uh, forget is the absence of the Ministre de l'Intérieur, Antoine Dupont, who is faring really well in Vancouver. Yes, he was in Canada enjoying a, a couple of days over there. The French men won the bronze medal and he didn't play all the time, but when he did come on, he made a difference. He scored a great try against the Irish seven, which got them through to the semi-finals. So, yeah, it's a good start. I'm sure he's delighted with his performance uh, in, uh, in Vancouver. The question is, Has he done the right thing to take a break from Rugby 15 to experiment a different type of rugby? We, we can wonder uh, after the loss against South Africa during the quarterfinal, whether uh, this, the pivotal players from Les Bleus should have taken a few weeks off as well to recoup. But having said that, they, they couldn't because they were back playing for their, for their clubs and top 14 is probably the hardest championship in the world. It, well, it is. I mean, some players did take a little bit of time off. I mean, Gregory Aldrich, for, for instance, he did take some time off before he came back. But, uh, But Gregory was the only one. He took uh, two months off before the World Cup uh, was finished. But all of them went back to their club, bruised and tired physically. Well, mentally very tired because that, that defeat against South Africa, it, it, it left mental scars. It could well be that is still part of the element of why France are performing so badly now. <laughs> Fundamentally, the big problem on Sunday was, just before half-time, we had that yellow car for Jonathan Dante, which got upgraded to a red over half-time period. So when you're playing half a game with 14 men, you're going to struggle against any side in the world. In the last 20 minutes, 
France really began to suffer physically. They, they were under the cosh against the Italians. Let's not forget that's the time that uh, France has been playing with 14 men during a Six Nations match. And a discipline needs to have a look at. The same situation happened with Jonathan Danti as with Williams. The, the tackle was way too high. So they really need to pay attention about this, these important details. Because obviously, the, the score would have been different. I'm not sure whether France would have scored 40, but probably in early 30s. It certainly would have made a difference to have kept 15 men on the pitch for a start. And, and they wouldn't have been forced to make so many substitutions so early in the second half because the physicality of the game was such they, they had to change the players. So rather than having the luxury of bringing players on in the last 20 minutes fresh, they didn't have that option. They, they were physically on their feet by the, by the time they got to the 60-minute mark. But <laughs> Shane Edwards must be absolutely jumping because it, it, at the end of the day, it also reflects on him. And he, he it, this is something he, he will not accept. But Sean Edwards is very well known for his defensive approach. But let's not forget there is a new coach in place, uh, Patrick Alertas, who replaced uh, Laurent Labitte. Alongside Laurent Sampere, who replaced Karim Kezal. And Nicolas Jean-Jean, who replaced uh, Thibaut Giroud. So there are three different coaches with different styles different strategy and the, the players needs to to get used to the to their new coaching. That's something well, that well, we need to bear in mind. I, I don't think that is working at the moment. I think there's a disconnection between the coaching staff and the players. And how Galtier sorts that out, I don't know. He's going to be forced now. He's got to change the side with Mathieu Jalibert ruled out for the rest of the Six Nations. So he's going to have to make a, a permanent change now at fly half. Now, who's he going to have partner? I don't know who's going to, who will be there at fly half. I'm, I'm suspecting it'll be Toma, Toma uh, Ramos will come in and play at 10. Now, is he going to stick with Luku or is he going to, is he going to twist and, and put Lugarek in from the start? That's going to be the interesting selection when they go to Cardiff. Definitely. You will see. We're hoping no for a change if it's not working. It needs to be re-examined, re that's, that's for sure. They got uh, two red cards and one yellow. F Fabien Galtier needs to stop playing La Politique d'Autriche. He needs to be very lucid and look at what needs to be changed. And, and maybe look at some of the players. So looking at the team last uh, Sunday, 11 of the players that were pl on the pitch were part of the original uh, World Cup team. But obviously we are missing Dupont, Tamac, and Flamand, and Chelon, uh, uh, and so on. But the French team has a very good reservoir of talented players. So rather than focusing on reusing the usual suspect, maybe Fabien need to be a bit more creative and start using Nolan Legarek as a starter for his next match to give chances to the young guns. Any thoughts of France 
getting a, a good position now in, in, in the Six Nations is gone. We knew that from the first defeat against Ireland. They were they they'd lost the championship there and then. But now the, the last two games against Wales and England in Lyon, uh, they really do need to try and, and and win back the affection of the French public as well, uh, because I think at the moment the French public are one defeat away from getting on on their back big time, and they don't really want that to happen at all. So I think he needs to try something creative and imaginative in, in, in Cardiff. But how daring he's going to be, we'll have to see. I was certainly stuck with Garrick at nine in Cardiff. I don't think he's got anything to lose now. Get through the next two games in the Championship in the Six Nations and see if they can build a side ready for the Autumn Internationals. That, that's got to be the plan now. And we'll see what happens. But uh, I suppose at the end of the day, the only consolation is we must be England and Leon. <laughs> hmm, yeah. So the thing as well, being Latin, I'm not sure whether the, the players have a chance as well to overcome the grief when they lost unexpectedly <laughs> during the quarterfinal. So in Marcoussi, they have the use of a sort of psychology that could offer some support <laughs> for players, you know. So, because I know it, ha- it does exist, you know, in the, the England, in, for the England, oh, yes. for the I'm, English I'm squad. Sure, I think I'm it's. Sure they have all that background support going on. It's part and parcel of the game these days, isn't it? I'm not so sure, knowing no. how the Latin uh, psyche works. If it was in on offer, whether they would have taken on, but sometimes you need to ask for some help. But for some reason, France got lucky in the last two minutes. Unlucky for Garbizzi, Garbazzi, but that goal, that penalty goal, how did he miss it? That was the rugby, the French rugby goal saved by the goalpost. Well, yeah, I, I, when I saw him lining it up, I thought he's, he's going to kick this. I suppose the ball tumbling off the tee unsettled him, but it's always, he suddenly felt the pressure of, of the kick. We're talking about the psycho, psychological side of the game. Could well be that at that, that moment in time, he suddenly thought, oh gosh, I could win the game with this kick. Uh, and sadly for him, it cannoned off the post and France were able to run it clear and see out the draw. But no, you know, at the end of the day, um, Italy again showed how far they've come. They haven't won a game in the championship yet, but they ran England very close. Yes, well beaten in Dublin, but again, a draw against France. I think they can go into their final two games with, with confidence. The under 20s, it's Italian under 20s, beat France under 20s in Bezier on the Friday night. I enjoyed watching the rendition of. Pavarotti from one of the prop, very good voice. I think I shared that on my Twitter account. But let's be positive. What went well during that game? What were the highlights for Les Bleus? Uh, things seemed to be a lot better when uh, Garrett came on again. He moved the ball, which was great. It was a great shame to see Mathieu Jalibert get injured. And <coughs> see what, um, 
what he's going to do now. Is that number 10 position becomes pivotal now in his, in his thoughts? Is he going to put Ramos there? Is he going to have someone like Pastoy come in? We're going to have to wait and see. My gut feeling is he'll put Ramos at 10 and perhaps he'll bring someone like Melvin Jaminet in at fullback. But if there were some players actually that hit the mark where probably François Cross was trying hard to... Cross, Cross had a, a phenomenal game. Yes. He's actually probably been the pick of the French forwards <laughs> throughout. Um, always a, the unsung hero because he was always the one that was on the bench. He couldn't get into the starting 15. But he, he really has sort of uh, put his hand up and said, you know, even when the other guys come back, I'm playing well. I, I deserve my place. And it's going to be hard to stop him starting at the starting 15. But he played well. I'm thinking... Twilagi well, as well. Twilagi did have an impact. Oh, he did well. He had a lot of dynamism. Yeah, he, he made some good ground. He he, he he really did punch some big holes in the uh, Italian defence. <sighs> Peno, I felt sorry for him. He was so frustrated out on the wing. He, you could see it on his face. Uh, there were some beautiful... There were opportunities when the ball could have gone to him and... And for one reason or another, they cut back inside. You can see it on his face. He was just so frustrated that he didn't get the ball. They need confidence. They need a win. They need to get a good win to get the confidence back. That is absolutely vital. And they need to be honest with each other. Fabien Galtier needs to stop lying to himself. He just needs to look at what is in front of him, you know, which is not a work in progress anymore. It's back to the drawing and correct the area that... That needs to be worked. Let's wait and see. Next game, they're going to play in Wales. So, Wales is not doing too well, but they're ramping up slowly, but surely they would be more than delighted to beat the French, you know, at at home. So, yes, now is the time, you know, for Fabien Gatier and it's... And it's uh, and his team, you know, to re rework their strategy and win. Wales will fancy their chances against this French side. Of course. And and and, and you know that the, the crowd in Cardiff will get right behind the Welsh side and, and and make it as hostile as they possibly can for France. Uh, France again, cannot afford to lose players to yellow or red cards. So discipline has got to be absolutely tight. They can't afford to lose players uh, and they need to get hold of that ball, protect it and use it wisely and move that ball to their strengths. Galtier needs to define what their strengths are at this moment in time. There are lots of things for him to consider, that's for sure. So, in two weeks' time, it's going to be Wales playing against France. What are the other games? Well, it's uh, Ireland coming to Twickenham to play England. That's going to be a very interesting game. England having lost to Scotland on Saturday in the Calcutta Cup. Interesting to see, think that it's the, the fourth, fourth time in succession that Scotland have won the Calcutta Cup. And that's the first time since about the 1896. But England went 10-0 up in that game, but 
Scotland didn't panic. They came back and they played some great football and three wonderful tries scored by Brandon Over. Mm-hmm. Scotland will travel to play Italy. That could be a very interesting game. Um, Scotland will fancy their chances on the back of the, the England win. Uh, and Italy, well, I'm sure if they can put in a performance like they did in Lille, they'll, they'll think they've got a good chance against the Scots in Rome. So, all to play for on the penultimate uh, day of the uh, Six Nations. That would be interesting. I'm not so sure for uh, Italy to be defeated by Scotland, especially with Van der, the, their wonder player, Van der Merve, you know. So it's, it was a, it's a joy to watch him. It is a hat-trick last weekend. That was absolutely amazing. So Yeah. Yeah, it was it was some great play, but fair, fair play. I think Scotland are, are the favourites for that game, but Italy will give them a good game. And if if Italy don't win, then I think they could be they could be quite close to Scotland and come the final whistle. Top fourteen is going strong. And this yeah. time, Toulouse is back at the top. Toulouse are back on top, 50 points. With Stade Francais, who had a cracking win against Racing at La Défense. In that game, the try of the season was scored by Peniasi Dakuwaka. Wow. The winger. Um, he ran literally the, the length of the field and he managed to put in a, a chip as well and collected the ball and just, just went. It was so, well, typical Fijian sevens play almost, but that was a, a cracking try. So a good win for Stade Francais, 27-11 against Racing. They, they really are going well at the moment. So what is the ranking right now? Well, the gaps appear now. Stade Francais and Toulouse are on 50 points. Mm-hmm. And then third place is uh, Cast yes. on 44. They had a good win against Bordeaux Begler, 41 12. Then uh, there's a, a three point gap to Bordeaux Begler, they're on 41 points. And then on 40 points is uh, Poe, who beat Toulon, 17 points to nine, and Racine. So the top two have got a little bit of a gap uh, on the chasing pack. And then down towards the, the bottom of the table, I know you like to keep an eye on Montpellier, and they had a good win against Bayonne, 28 points to 23, and they're beginning to pull away now from Oyonna. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I made a mistake. I did say that Toulouse was back at the top, but according to the ranking, it's that Francais by Toulouse. So I think they've got a slightly better points difference. Mm-hmm. They're both on 50 points, but Stade Francais are, are top. We shall see what happens this weekend when they go into the next round of matches. Later news, Jonathan Dantes is going to be suspended for five weeks. Yeah, so yeah, so he's didn't get much in the way of mitigation for for that tackle. So, five weeks, it's it's going to be a, a tough one. We won't be seeing him again in the championships. Another 
area that Galtier is going to have to think about is his, his centre partnership going into the Wales game. Yes, another another nightmare. And we mentioned, you know, one of my favourites, Mathieu Jalibert, will be off for at least six weeks. He injured his knee last Sunday, so hopefully we'll have time to get his mojo back. Yeah, he didn't look very happy at all, did he, when he came off? He, he could see on his face it was something that wasn't great that happened to his knee and uh, he couldn't put a lot of weight on it. So let's just hope it's nothing too serious. But will we see him again? I doubt it. Not in the uh, Six Nations. I think it would be... Uh, too risky. So we wish him all the best. Unfortunately, he won't be playing anymore during this Six Nation. No, that's right. And I'm um, thinking ahead. Will he be fit for Bordeaux Bagley in the playoff matches for the Champions Cup? Gonna be a bit doubtful, I would think, but we'll have to wait and see. But yes. We wish him well. We do indeed, Matty. Get well soon. On that note, let's have a break from the Six Nations and next week we'll be back to summarize the, and the, the highlight of the top 14. It's going to be a, another exciting round of matches and uh, we'll have plenty to talk about. Au revoir. Au revoir. À bientôt. La pendule fait tic tac tic tic. Les oiseaux du lac pic pac pic pic. Glou 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche ding ding dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.